0: All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the We're Talking Football podcast. I'm Weston. With me as always, my right-hand man, Lou. Lou, we are here to basically kind of recap the 2022 NFL season for our respective teams, take a little bit of a forward look, if you will, into the, the playoff scenario with Wild Card Weekend. I'm on the brink, but I got to be honest with you. feels like a little awkward getting back into the saddle after a few weeks off. I was sick we had the holidays you took a little california California a sabbatical with the the family but nonetheless here we are we're back at it before hey, we hey go- that
1: that's on us man that's uh you know we you know uh we shouldn't have left you without a dope podcast to listen to so you know, should've I should' have left, left you
0: without a dope beat to step two step two step that's,
1: two <laughs> that's on us that's on us you shouldn't have uh, left you
0: yeah, we should have left you. Hey, we got to have a little bit more commitment to the sport, I guess, is is what it comes but hey, down to. Hey, shit happens. Yeah, but... dude. I mean, like I, after 3 almost 3 years, COVID finally caught up with me, right? Like god forbid we celebrate the holidays with our I'm, family.
1: I'm still dodging it, man.
0: But I want to talk a little bit about the 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 stigma around West Coast is the best coast because we know that's not ne- necessarily true. Even though we both root for West Coast teams. Tell me a little bit about your time in California, sp- specifically Lou went to the Ram- the Chargers Rams game at SoFi Stadium I-, I say SoFi Stadium but it's it's more common recognizable name is Levi South um if you've never heard that before but Lou obviously we see SoFi advertised every day all day pre-game for the NFL on the NFL Network on Sundays like how dope was that stadium how awesome was that experience for you I- I'm I'm dying to know because you and I haven't really even caught up. I, I don't even know if you sent me a picture of the stadium.
1: Yeah, my, listen, uh, I'm going to tell you a couple of things. Well, first and foremost, to quote, uh, to quote the the best you know lyricist rapper out there, Biggie. If I had to choose the coast, I got to choose the East. I live out there, so don't go there. But I tell you right now, I'm going to tell you right now, Cali, great place to visit. These are <laughs> all kidding aside. These are things I noticed, Weston, when I was out there. First and foremost, I didn't send you any pictures because I found myself not being on my phone as much while I was out in California. There's just so much to do out there, right? Uh, I was out in Temecula, my mother in law's house, right? Uh, And she lives not terribly far from a lot of places, about an hour from like San Diego, an hour from Los Angeles. So it wasn't terrible to get to all these destinations. But what I absolutely loved about being on the West Coast. I'm not sure how much we think about this, but I would wake up 8, 8 o'clock in the morning. I get a notification on my phone. Game starts in a couple hours. To watch a football game at 10 a.m. Different. It's amazing. It's different, bro. Then to watch the quote-unquote night game.
0: And be done by at,
1: 8.30. Oh, my God.
0: Yep.
1: It, th- 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 if you have to watch sports, the best place to do it. Is on the west coast because then I'm done. I'm in bed by like 30. Wow. It is. I don't. I'm totally underselling this right now, but it was a phenomenal experience as a sports watcher. That being said, I also didn't find myself so preoccupied or obsessed with sports because there was so many things that attract you. Whether it's the beach, whether it's uh, <coughs> wineries, whether it's like all these other places and, and what have you. So, just the the West Coast. I understand where they say that like it's hard to attract fans because you have so many distractions. And here we got New York, and you got Philly. Okay, you do, but I don't know. I, I just felt it was a little different. Uh, you know, different. You know, a lot, lot more distractions. Uh, you know, for me out there.
0: So, my sister lives in the Pacific Northwest, right? Um, so I, I've been from the northernmost tip in Washington state all the way down to Southern California, you know, and everywhere in between. One thing I will say about even specifically California, the coast of California is just a different place. Like you feel like you're in an entirely different country, right? Like think about how the beaches are set up here on the East coast, right there. Those beaches are like off mountains and off cliffs and like, it's just so different. It's so it is very it is very beautiful for for lack of it's a like better fake. Term. It's like
1: Truman Show. Yeah. As as I'm doing this, it was like a Wednesday afternoon, yeah. right? And I brought my door to the park, and there was a park on the beach, yeah. and the, like, it was like you know about thirty five yards from like the water. I'm like, and there was everyone there, like two thirty in the afternoon. I'm like, like this is just fake. This is too good to be like. This shouldn't. No one looked stressed. I was getting aggravated that everyone looked happy. I'm like, this is not life. This is not how you're supposed to be miserable. It's Wednesday. It's 2.30. You still got yeah. two and a half more days of work. Yeah. Why are you smiling?
0: Yeah, dude. So funny because I say this all the time. So the company I work for is based out of California, right? And all of these fucking people show up five seven ten minutes late to a meeting without a care in the world not even an issued apology as to like why they were late it's just like a just a totally different mentality and different mindset where you know east coast is totally different man like if you're if you're not five minutes early you might as well just be 10 minutes late at that point right like it's just it operates under a different mentality what's so funny too is you brought up so i've i've been privileged enough to watch To be out on the West Coast for Sunday football a number of times. Some of those times it's an attendance at a game, right? Like where or visiting my sister, where I've had a whole Sunday where I can watch games, dude. And when you're basically eating breakfast and watching the games kick off, like, dude, I wake up every Sunday for me is like Christmas Eve, right? Like I can't wait for nine o'clock to come on. I to come up, I throw on the TV. You know, I'm watching Eisen and Warner and uh, Mooch and Irvin on the NFL Network getting all pumped up, and that's four hours of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, In the perfect world, when you're on the West Coast, you wake up, you get maybe an hour, hour and a half of that in, breakfast is hitting the table, kickoff at 10, and the, the best part, to your point, dude, the last time I was out there for a Sunday, I was out there visiting my sister. 49ers actually had the Sunday night game against the Green Bay Packers. So I'm loving all day long, get nice and loaded for the 49ers game. Dude, I was blackout drunk after that game and that performance. And I was in bed by 945 on the West Coast, right? Like woke up the next morning, like Sunday didn't even happen. I now dread when 49ers are playing on like Sunday night or Monday night football. Cause I'm like, I already know the next day is going to hurt badly you're constantly
1: you know? you're, you're constantly constantly playing do I? am i calling out tomorrow i talk to myself all the time all right the Chargers win tonight i'm calling out. Call out tomorrow yeah.
0: <laughs> you know what i do actually is like big game scenarios if they lose i won't call out right if they win i will call out especially if it was like a big game or something crazy happened
1: well, hopefully your manager is not listening to i don't them. care i don't care
0: <laughs> um i literally don't care you know. Um they like I'll I'll call out when they win sometimes like on that big Sunday game because I can't wait to watch like good morning football for like three hours and just hear an hour and a half of content about it like I can't get enough like I did it after the Dolphins game 49ers Dolphins game when Brock Purdy came in right I was like I just want to hear all about Brock Purdy I just want to consume all the information that I possibly can so yeah. Well, in any case, Lou, welcome back. Yeah, yeah we won't get into it. your Joshua Tree stories because we know you spent some time there.
1: <laughs> so, um, let me let me talk about like my experience at the game. Though. Oh yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. How, beautiful was,
0: how be- beautiful was Levi South? All
1: right, I'm gonna be real with you. I, I, you know, I say this on the show constantly, right? That I am not a homer. You know, I don't always think my team's the best or my uh, team scenario situation's the best. Seeing the the, um, the stadium on TV, I just didn't get it. Right? I'm like, I don't know why everyone thinks this stadium's so nice. Like, I, I, I just didn't understand it. I'm like, eh. So, you know, uh, we get there, and I gotta tell you, man, <sighs> Charger fans get a lot of flack, right? But when I was up and down that coast, you know, in Cali, when I was wearing my you know, Charger swag, my, you know, my apparel and all what have you. Got up, was a lot of there's I ran into a boatload of Charger fans and then at the game I went through the infamous Thunder Alley dude phenomenal experience man like um jam-packed you know a lot if I had to break it down I thought it was 75% Charger fans 25% Rams fans and I was telling that to a buddy of mine I was like well that isn't good you know because it was the Rams are awful I don't care you go to a Giants-Jets game, if the Jets suck or the Giants, you're still going to be closer to that 50-50.
0: Bro, you go to a Giant Cowboy game in Giant Stadium, it's 50-50.
1: I just think uh, it's low-hanging fruit, and I was really impressed by the turnout and the energy of Charger fans. And I'm not blowing smoke out of your up your ass. I get it, you know, because
0: – No, you would tell me if it was awful. You would yeah. tell this audience if it was like – Listen, five if, if defense there, defense. If,
1: maybe if it was like a Chargers Chiefs game or a Chargers Cowboys game, yeah. could have been completely different. But from what I you know, you know, from what I saw and experienced, awesome tailgating, right? And then I get to the stadium, the stadium's phenomenal, right? It is it is really beautiful, and not only that, it's really organized and efficiently uh, you know set up. We went to the the, um, the team store, which there oh. was lines out out to get into the team store, lines you had to wait in line. I'm like, I'm gonna miss this fucking game, right? Yeah. But they have a, a, you know, I got a boatload of stuff. More, and I'm not a shopper. I'm a, I'm a cheap, miserable bastard. Uh, I didn't give myself the nickname. My wife gave me that nickname, and I bought a boatload of stuff. And you can see oh, a nice to little nice little hat. Yeah, you'll be seeing on some other shows too. Other stuff I bought, but uh, I was in and out there within like 25 minutes. And compared, like, because there's line outside the store, and then line to the 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 cashiers and where, So really efficient. You get there. Our seats were phenomenal. That all that, the that, uh, wrap around, uh, <clears throat> scoreboard. Jump up scoreboard was awesome. And the charger fans really brought out a lot of energy and it was a great game. Uh, you know, friendly ribbing between us and Ram fans and stuff like that. You probably, I know SoFi has the most fights in there, what have you, but I didn't get that vibe. I felt really comfortable in, uh, you know, there didn't feel threatened at all, and the food was pretty damn good. I got uh great fries, perfectly fried. Uh, now this is coming to a cooking show. The the pretzels, which you usually get pretzels at a sporting event, kind yeah. of hard. Nah, yeah, yeah. it was kind of buttery, uh salt and soft, uh soft and salty, which is really nice. And we got, we split a hot dog. All that being said, that was like fucking like sixty bucks. That yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know um, Like I, I got a beer too, and uh, I think the wifey guy. Listen, got this a this DC. is
0: my ultimate judging of a stadium and experience stadium experience how was parking
1: well we had a parking pass
0: yeah i will like, say this is it one this. massive parking lot or is it like satellite parking like you park all over the place well,
1: for, for us it was just one massive parking lot and i'm gonna tell you this we were out of that stadium less than 10 minutes see i was utterly shocked when you leave, when you leave, I was on the highway within like fifteen minutes. When you when you leave MetLife,
0: oh dude, it's okay. two hours.
1: That's <laughs> a two hour. You you would catch, yeah. You listen to the halftime show, uh, your halftime uh, of the of the next game usually yeah. what have you. No, I was like, wait a minute, this is it. We're out already. Yeah.
0: See, MetLife is a nightmare. You know who actually is really efficient from like a parking and exit standpoint is the the philly complex right because they have the football stadium the spectrum and other things right there they're all really efficient but this is my complaint around levi's too so like Levi stadium which i hate um even though it's my team like i don't think the stadium's nice i think it's in a shitty location it's like poorly placed like inside is nice right but like the ultimate game experience isn't that great um they have one major parking lot that's impossible to get to then they have these satellite park lots that don't even let you like tailgate in them that are like a half a mile to a mile walk up to the stadium so sofi is on my list and then the other one that's on my list is minnesota's new stadium and because i'm almost was like hoping that the 49ers would be like the three seed and they would be the two seed so that if it ever had to like if we had to play each other the next one it would be at minnesota because you know me dude it's crazy like i've been to levi's a few times i've been to candlestick a few times right like but i've seen probably more away 49er games than i have home games i love traveling
1: i can relate to, to
0: different stadiums like i love it like it's it's my excuse to do it i mean evident by like you know me taking the show on the road and going to lambo last year for the second time and if that was the case because my wife's like you're not going to the playoff game right and i'm like eh. No, you know I've been there. I'd rather like be home on my couch, da 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 But if if there was a game, like if this game was like in Minnesota, or if this game was in Detroit, or like something just weird or different, I would one hundred percent be at the game, right? Like to see that stadium. So Minnesota's on my wish list, but like so far, like dude, you know, last year, like went to Lambo came back my wife's like you she was like you can go to you can go to LA by yourself like you can totally go to this game by yourself i like and i i heavily toyed with it you know and you know kind of glad i didn't at that point cuz that's a long flight back <laughs> after the result of that game you know it's always easier to come home after a win
1: yeah you know you know and what's the thing i enjoyed the most about the experience the game was a nice relaxing boring game yeah, you got it. Was never, it was never, it was never, it was never in doubt. It was ne- like, I was like, wow, you know, they didn't mess up my, my buzz or whatever you want to call it that I had going. Yeah, and uh, it was, I gotta say, I, I, this is my west. It was a good day. It was,
0: it was a good day. There's a couple West Coast uh, lyric references on this show already was, this uh, evening.
1: I was toying around with Crip walking as my intro. If I not yeah. see my feet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> little sea walk in there. Little... Why is why is the, the camera below Lou's knees right now? Oh, <laughs> look at that. Look at that. All right, Lou, before we get any further, let's remind our listeners that tonight's episode is brought to you by Primetime Sports Talk, your top source for all major sport content, including DFS, fantasy advice, and great betting tips. Be sure to head to primetimesportstalk.com to check out their in-depth analysis, exclusive content, fascinating interviews and explore the rest of their amazing podcast family again primetime sportstalk.com your go-to for sports content and lou while we're on the subject i know it's been a little while but let's knock off the rust where can they find us if they're still listening after a three-week hiatus
1: (laughs) i think it was more than three weeks but anyways uh they can find us on instagram and twitter at wtf pod nfl and weston always plug that youtube channel
0: we're talking football podcast real nice and easy w e apostrophe r e for were uh not this social media abbreviation terminology put the full form in uh hit the like hit the subscribe help us out we are getting into the playoffs gonna be a lot of content uh my new year's resolution is i'm gonna i'm gonna put the the gas pedal all the way down to the floor and and i'm gonna challenge lou and i to Be consistent during the offseason, even if it's just 30 minutes here, 40 minutes there, one subject. Um, I want you to hear more from us. I want you to see these these very handsome faces on a a regular basis. So um, that's the challenge that I created for myself. And now I'm just proposing to Lou because I haven't talked to him a little while for 2023 is we're going to push ourselves uh, to the brink to. Just come up with some new topic ideas to to keep the offseason very interesting because I do suspect this to be a very interesting offseason for the NFL um, for a number of different reasons. That being said, Lou, let's spend a little time on a couple of hot topics that I think we need to discuss. We're going to spend the majority of the time today talking and kind of recapping both the Los Angeles Chargers and San Francisco 49ers season in totality um, and spend some time diving into kind of the, the playoff outlook for them. Then we'll talk a little bit about the weekend slate. Um, I'll give you some, you know, I'll, I'll give you a little dab as we get out of here to kudos to you for second year running, which will make more sense to the audience in, in just a moment. But Lou, let's call it what it is. We haven't had the opportunity to, to hop on, you know, obviously since this, um, not this past weekend, not that the season's complete, but since weeks specifically the Monday night game of week 17, the Buffalo Bills versus the Cincinnati Bengals um, and DeMar Hamlin. So we haven't had the opportunity to discuss that. It'd be the first thing we talked about if we were on right afterwards, Um, just a a very unfortunate, but a super uplifting story, the way that this has come about for me. And I imagine for you uh, for as long as we have both been watching the NFL I've never seen anything like that right like and the the roller coaster of emotions from when it first happened because you didn't see DeMar collapse to the ground right like until the cameras came back to you just saw him down on the ground you're like all right an injury right okay this is going to take a little longer and then you see the the emotions on the players faces and you see the the broadcasters doing their absolute best to like struggle through it and say all the right things. And I will commend the ESPN crew because I, I think they did as good as they could in an unfamiliar situation. I'll even give a big props to Ryan Clark post game. I thought he did a phenomenal job. I couldn't sleep after that, dude. I was, I'm not trying to like, I wasn't there. I wasn't in the stadium. I wasn't on the field. I'm not the Mars teammate. I'm not an NFL player. I can only imagine the emotions that they're going through, but as an avid NFL fan sitting in my house, shaking, especially for someone like myself, who just recently, you know, spent an overnight in the hospital who thought I was having like heart issues and understanding and like what this individual has gone through. Um, So again, unfortunate, but super uplifting when you think of like the turn of the events, not on the same scale from a catastrophic standpoint, but the last time that I can recall the sports world and like almost the entire world uniting around a singular topic dude i gotta go all the way back to like 9 11 the events that happened in in the united states with like the twin towers like where at least for a week in the nfl world it wasn't about like what team you root for and what you do right like or what players are doing it was all about damar hamlin the human being not even the football player like you just you heard so much about who he is in his community, where he comes from, the background. And this is why I love the NFL. Like, I know we all judge these folks as entertainment, right? And that's part of, like, what we do here. But, like, at the end of the day, like, they're just people, just like you and I, that have real circumstances, that experience tra- tragedy and go through this. So I, I know I'm getting on a rant
1: here. No, but... you're doing a great job. I can't follow this. What, you know, whatever you're saying right now is, you know, b- beautifully put you know put. And I'm just going to, you know, reiterate the same sentiment that, you know, it's exactly what I felt, too.
0: Thank you. Um, I always and you do as well. Right. Like we wear our team's colors on this show when we're doing our our recording, whether it's a hat, whether it's a hoodie, whatever it might be. You know, you are, are a huge advocate of your team. I'm a huge advocate of my team. But this evening, since it was the first time that we are putting our faces out there since this happened, I'm wearing Demar right like i'm wearing Damar hamlin t-shirt this is a big shout out to rita oak we've talked to her about on this show before she's been highlighted on espn that started with a drawing jimmy you know every day until she gets traded she drew this for demar when it happened all proceeds and purchases go to demar hamlin's foundation that had like a 2500 goal and now is north of like almost nine million dollars raised for the foundation which is phenomenal um but there's no way I could let us go any deeper into this show without, without talking about, like what we saw. And honestly, dude, this, I'm gonna continue on a rant here for a second. So I'm apologize. Right, I'm no, this is gonna change. Maybe not in the 2023 season, but beyond that, this is gonna change how we watch. I've already told my wife numerous times i think the nfl is extinct in 2025 years it's a violent game man people are going to stop letting their kids play it's going to become the flag the professional flag football league like in my everybody loves offense spectacular catches like that's what sells tickets etc or maybe it'll be like
1: robots (laughs)
0: like it's going to be something but it's not going to be the game that like this it's already not the game that you and i grew up on and remember right so it's it's the progression but when this, when the league stretched this out to an eight, to an eighteen-week schedule, seventeen-game schedule, people were screaming like players specifically. We don't want Thursday night games if you're going to do that, right? And we talked about how bad Thursday night game is awful. for everybody except the money makers, right? Like it's not good for the players. They were talking about, hey, we need multiple bye weeks, right? Two bye weeks if you're going to stretch this out, eighteen games, eighteen weeks, et cetera. This incident, I think the the positive light for the league that comes out of it is they now have an opportunity to readdress this and come back to the table and talk to players about players' safety because they literally almost saw somebody die on the football field, not in like a Sunday at one o'clock game that's only aired in the local media, unless you're a fan and you're like streaming, on the biggest stage, Monday night football, the only game in town, Troy Aikman, game. Joe Buck, like, this, this is going to be a use case, and this is going to validate the players. When they say we put our lives on the line, they literally have validation that they do that now.
1: Yeah, especially, you know, I, I know they just re-upped on the collective bargaining agreement, but I can definitely see that being something a part of the next one if, if you know, going forward. Uh, yeah, everything you said was phenomenal, and I, I, want, I think it – It'd be uh, stupid of us not to mention also how a great job of the training staff, the medical oh staff uh, for nine minutes, they were, you know, attempted to revive him and what have you. Uh, I saw some things online and I think it's a great idea. Put them in the hall of fame, you know, yeah. because of them, you know, uh, it just sounds like from a TV, like a, from a, like a, a you know, like a TV movie type of thing. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy DeMar is, you know, is, is healthy and back uh, you know, he's gonna be at the game, I think, on uh, you know, this weekend. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad I had that, 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 you know, that fair, it was a fairy tale ending in a positive note. Yeah, I mean,
0: dude, all week, like, you're just refreshing the feed, right? You're refreshing yeah. everything, like, everybody. I don't care if you're a fan of the sport or not, like, everybody's searching for updates, you know. My own wife, dude, and like, yeah, I know she's a fan and like, she's learning over time, but like, she'd be. Texting me, like, she's upstairs. I'm downstairs in my house, like, through the workday. Like, hey, any updates on DeMar? Any updates on DeMar? Any updates on DeMar? Like, people were – You're right. I think it stripped down the entertainment barrier for just a moment and was, like, people rallying behind people. Yeah. And that's all this is, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 a kid's game that these professional athletes, you know, get paid to do. Um, so I'm so glad I can say this uplifting story because that is what it's become. Um, you know, and and then you just hope the best for DeMar, right? Like you, whether he steps back out on the field or not, that's not a, you know, that's not a win or a loss scenario. The win is like, how do you take this and just continue to build on it for all the things that, you know, he's, he was working to build before this came to, to, to light in in some capacity, but. Um, no way. Like I said, no way I was letting us go any further without Beautifully like, said, man. talking about that because it's a it's a big deal, man. It's part of the reason why I love this game so much when it's when you get a glimpse into those like backstories. Right. Because you can associate yourself to it in some capacities. You know what I mean? Like even J.J. Yeah. Watt retiring this weekend. Right. Like. Dude, we watched an entire a Hall of Famer's entire career. It humanizes like, it. A it literally, yeah.
1: it basically, it's, it's it's not a Madden rating. It just basically, you know, strips away the Madden rating or the yeah. number on the back of their jersey, and it just, you know, just it humanizes the game. And we need to do that more, uh, to be frank, because uh, we're so quick to, you know, snap on people, just, you know, uh, on players, just for like a certain, you know, a certain like uh, play or. A, or, you know, decision they make and what have you, like Jacoby Myers with the backward pass and what have you. Yeah. It's, it, it's so easy to like go at them. But I think we need, you know, we need to realize that like the immense, the immense uh, scrutiny they're under all the time, it does pump the brakes a little bit and realize, you know, half these guys are kids, 25, 27, yeah. type stuff. The, they're
0: babies, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're babies. Yeah. And, and and but I say that like just speaking to their youth, like they're grown ass physical man. That I ain't trying to see in no alleyway, right? Like when all said and done. But you know, more I know you don't listen to the show. I know you. I know you'll never hear this. But anyway, man, like your your story is super inspiring, and so glad you're. You know you're doing well, and you know I hope the Bills rally, man. This is the fairy tale that things are written around. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. That being said, another hot topic I want to visit with you. You brought this up to me um, in a quick text exchange, but I'm going to give you the podium here because I took a lot for DeMar, so I apologize for that. But I think the the conventional thought here or the conventional question is, has Aaron Rodgers played his final game as a Green Bay Packer? And yes, we're bridging this conversation for probably what is like the third consecutive offseason of sorts but give me give me your thoughts.
1: Marcus Spears at ESPN said it beautifully. I don't care. I don't care anymore. I am so tired of the theatrics. Uh, I've how many times I judge a lot of my predictions or I base a lot of my predictions. I always say history repeats itself. History is literally repeating itself. This is Brett Favre of 2.0 and Aaron Rodgers had the had the ability to change the narrative and instead did the same exact thing as as the person he despised at that time. I don't care about Aaron Rodgers. He's become a... I've never had an issue with Aaron Rodgers. Never had an issue with Aaron Rodgers. I, do. I, just, I know. I get it. Listen, I get it. But I had never had a dog in a fight. Co- completely different conference. Thought he was funny. I thought he was entertaining. Thought he, was a, he is a hell of a quarterback. So I never had an issue up until the last couple of years. It's just, it's just nauseating to go through this over and over and over again, it's like a desperate girl needing for attention. He's about one off season away from starting an OnlyFans page. It's a, it's a fucking annoying. All right, will he be the quarter the quarterback? You know, for the Packers, probably. And let me tell you why. I felt like it was so ungenuine how he fucking left that game. It was so like scripted and made up. Walking off a cob, telling Jameson Williams, "No, I'm keeping this one." He thought he wants that fucking attention, right? Okay. He wants that attention, and it's just annoying. It just takes away. It, you know what it really does? It takes away from his accomplishments, the, the theatrics, and you're always going to realize he's a fantastic quarterback. But there's always going to be a but. He was a prick, right? Because he does everything publicly. He's a prick publicly he's a self-centered person publicly you know in the beginning of the year he's thrown all his young teammates under the bus right all of them under the bus because you know they were young they're running wrong routes dropping balls or what have you it's just it's just i'm tired of this right if i had to guess if he was going to be a packer again yeah but that being said i also think it's he's gonna you know it's not gonna. It's it's gonna be theatrical. Yeah. It's gonna. It's gonna be. I don't know. You know. Let me take another ayahuasca. You know. Trip. You know. At the Joshua Tree. Uh, but uh, not not that I did that. But like, it's Before just like some
0: turnoffs or turnouts or whatever.
1: I think we're already uh, going down a deep dark rabbit hole here. <laughs> um, but that being said, I I think he does, and I just think he. But he he will not make it easy. He he will want to hear more me, me, me type stuff. What about you? what you think?
0: Yeah. So when this question, because we talked about this last year, I think I even talked about, remember remember Dwayne, our our boy, you know, the the ATL fan. I think I even talked about it when he had me on his show one time. We asked that question about Rodgers. And last year it felt a little bit more genuine and a little bit more realistic that he was going to, I agree with you with like, dude, it's the, final game of the 2022 nfl regular season on sunday night football all the media all the tv everything that you can think of and it felt very disingenuous like it didn't feel it like really did. real because like so staged. i seen like the like i would i would put aaron Rodgers up there with like one of the ultimate competitors in the sport right and yeah. when those ultimate competitors tend to like like when it when it really is that moment they're not they're they're not that theat, you know, theatrical, essentially, right? Like that doesn't feel like who Aaron Rodgers really is. And I think you hit the the big point. What makes it more hard? You are off mute, by the way. So you should be good. Um, what makes it a little bit more I I, I moral of the story. I think he'll be the Green Bay Packers quarterback. I don't think there's enough. There are, te- there are always teams that are quarterback needy. I just don't see how that scenario plays out where he may or may not go. Raiders, here, here's the, here's the,
1: here, are the, here are the stories. Listen up, people. Listen where you hear this first. Here are the bullshit narratives you're going to hear this offseason. He's going to reunite with Devontae Adams. He's going to follow Brett Favre's footstep and go out there to the, to the new york jets like these are the bullshit things you're gonna yeah. hear and he's gonna purposely probably throw breadcrumbs that wouldn't be a I like robert salad he will say things intentionally to like flirt with other teams or the thought of going to other teams uh you know the, the mcafee show or 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 you know busting <laughs> for the boys or t- it's just gonna be it's just gonna be annoying it's a soap opera
0: yeah And it it won't come to a resolution till like July, right? In in my end of July. End of July. And you mentioned McAfee show because it's just another example of like how you know, even when he does the just relax, like the intention outwardly might be like, guys, stop writing about this, stop talking about this. Like, this is stupid. This is ridiculous. But it's actually exactly what he wants you to do, right? Like, he is claiming that line. Like, here's why to the Raiders doesn't make any fucking sense. Is like at this stage in his career, if you're going to leave Green Bay, you've already made all the money that you could ever need to make. You, you have every opportunity for the rest of your life set up in front of you. So it's not about the dollars and cents anymore. To me, if you're going to stay in this game, it, it the reason you should stay in this game is to cement your legacy by going to try to win another Super Bowl. So, oh, what am I going to do? I'm going to go to the team that plays in the toughest division in football where at this stage in my career – I'm not the best quarterback in the division anymore.
1: Well, let, let, well, well, Let's say right now, though, like his division has become increasingly challenging. They lost twice against the Lions. The, did they lose twice against the Vikings? Or no, no. But no. one the, and one against the Vikings. Yeah, two and zero you know,
0: against the Bears. And so, so, like, two, it's, they're becoming. And, and
1: Bears have the first round pick, a bunch, a of boatload of cash. Yeah. Right. That dude, division's getting challenging.
0: It's getting challenging but it's still not the path that is the AFC West. And like Denver will get right in some capacity, right? Like they will get better, right? (laughs) So like the road gets tougher. And I would argue that if he went to the AFC West to start the 2023 season, he's the third best quarterback in the division at this point in his career, right? Like where he is, he's the third best quarterback in the division.
1: I don't
0: know about that. I, I don't know I, about that. I, I'm being candid with you. I don't know about that. I, I'm being candid with you as well. <laughs> okay, dude, he's uh, he's 38, right? Like, or he'll be 38, right? Or 39 at that point. Like, there are very few. Like, Aaron Rodgers is a great talent, but like, what Tom Brady's done post 40 is like an anomaly, right? You know, like, there's no reason to believe that there's anybody else in the world that's going to do those things as talented as Aaron Rodgers might be. Like, he still has.
1: If if he goes to to the Raiders, uh, he does have a bullet of weapons. Jacobs, Waller, Adams, and and Renfro. I don't think that... I'm not listening.
0: When was the last time you had any faith in the the Las Vegas Raiders that they would actually do something that makes sense for their organization?
1: This offseason. Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams were good moves.
0: few things. But then they just... Screw the pooch along the way, right? Yeah, you know, like it's just it's what they do. Okay. Um, where wasn't it you who sent to me where players go to die?
1: I don't want to say that because I'm not putting that out there because if he does go to the Raiders and I'm raw, like I don't want to throw that like that bad juju in the AFC West. I get it, dude. So,
0: but that's personal for you. So I'll say it from the outside, it's <laughs> where play so it's about the New York Mets, dude. I'm a New York Mets fan. It's where superstars go to die, bro. <laughs> like it's not doesn't matter what you spend on them, you know yeah. what I mean? But like is what it is but i the moral of this story is i too do believe that if he's going to play again he's going to be back in green bay like why why would you go but what's crazy is that i sit here and i say why would you go anywhere else you're a god but the truth is and i know a lot of packer fans they are over it over him over it he has worn out his welcome they would rather start the rebuild process maybe the, maybe packers
1: management and packers coaching see two years ago as a plateau and now they they project, project a downward sloping uh performance from him yeah.
0: right so they see that right and that's the prudent probably business move the fans are probably like dude i so when i was was at the lambo um, game last year on the ride home we left really early than that Sunday morning before like the, the Sunday games even kicked off. So we were listening to local sports talk radio. So clearly it was all Packers. Right. And the fans that were calling in are like, I'm done with 12. This is smoke and mirrors every year. We're winning 13, 14 games. Then we get, you know, we get the one seed and then we get ousted in our first playoff game. Like, dude, they were like over it. And the radio announcer was like, yeah, we get it. But there's still a quarterback-driven league, and he's still a top quarterback in the NFL. Like, what are you gonna do? But like, if you're Matt Lafleur, you're sitting there pounding the table, like, what? You want to let that guy walk out the building? Like, are you fucking nuts? Like, yeah. I didn't come here to rebuild this team. You see McVeigh, McVeigh, who's the the genius kid? All of a sudden, talk about like maybe hanging it up because they're like, "Oh, we're in a rebuild, and we sold our soul to the devil to win the Super Bowl." And he's like, "All right, I'm good." 36 year old coach being like, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be a part of it. Like, that's not the circumstances in which they came to the team. And I, I, don't, I don't personally think Matt LaFleur is a great NFL head coach. I think he just inherited a really good team uh, and that carried him.
1: But like, we really don't know.
0: But we really don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Like, because we haven't seen him be like challenged. You know what I mean? This was the first year we saw him being challenged, you know? Um, whatever. You heard it here first, both of us. Aaron Rodgers is a Green Bay Packer next year. I'll tell you like I told you many, 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 many months ago when I said that Jimmy G will still be on the 49ers roster in 2022. So I'm going to take that credibility and I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers is still going to be a Green Bay Packer in
1: 2023. Can't wait.
0: Can't Can't wait. wait. Bart Scott. All right, Lou. Let's visit our 2022 predictions now that we're heading into the playoffs, um, we can look at, we can quickly just kind of go through the uh, division winners and then like what we predicted, what actually happened. And then, most importantly, like our playoff predictions. I'm proud of one, only one very specific element um, of my playoff predictions. That's it. I did okay, but I'm only proud of one thing where I hit the nail right on the head and I'm like, like, fluke that it worked out this way but i'm very happy about it but let's if we go back through you have your all your notes in front of you from the past Mm -hmm. so starting the afc north who'd you predict to win at the start of the season
1: a lot of the afc i think we had correctly but uh i had the ravens
0: i had the ravens as well but they didn't right cincinnati won right
1: yeah but here's the thing if lamar played this, yeah. I, I yeah, really yeah think yeah, they yeah. would
0: have won They because all they had to do was win one more game you know yeah. what I mean or no two more but,
1: but come uh, on I mean how, what was Lamar hasn't yeah. been there forever
0: no no he hasn't that's a good question me. You I know think, this from real, a fantasy real quick, perspective
1: I do think there's some injury element It's coming out but I also think there's some gaminship here oh um, yeah because of the contract which you know maybe a future hot take you know is Lamar done playing as a Raven because you can't tell me a playoff game you don't want you wouldn't want to try and gut it out. Look what, you know, I, I know, now I'm being a homer, so I will you know acknowledge that. Look what Philip Rivers did on a 20 CL. He, at he <laughs> attempted to go to New England. You know, you attempt, but he doesn't want to injury. He doesn't want to put himself that injury. I get it because he does. He's not signed long term, so this is also on the Ravens. So poo poo for both of them for you know not getting this hammered out before the season. So is he not playing Sunday? It's looking highly unlikely.
0: See, to me, if there was gamesmanship, I think the, the gamesmanship el- element of this is more about, like, but all, just, it's like, long-term.
1: is still swelling in his knee and stuff, so I don't think it's all gamesmanship.
0: If it was real gamesmanship, he'd be like, oh, look at, how that, look at that back half of the season skid when I wasn't playing, and then I'll just come play in the playoffs and light it up, right? So you have to pay me top freaking dollar next year, and I don't yeah, have to pay yeah. an agent because I negotiate for myself. Um, I had the Ravens as well. Obviously, um,
1: close but not, no cigar.
0: Yeah, close no cigar. AFC East, I had the Bills.
1: I Had the Bills.
0: The South, I had the Colts.
1: Yeah, me too. Hey, yeah. but you know what? I don't think any people really had uh, the Jaguars. I think I think if you if you probably ten out of ten uh, experts probably two out of ten would have had the Jaguars.
0: Yeah, and they are probably both secretly Jaguar fans, yeah. right? Like. You know, there was nothing you saw from Trevor Lawrence last year, even early this year, that signified that. Yeah, and listen, think the world of Doug Peterson, right? Like, yeah, over pastor. Urban Meyer for sure, right? And then you get a full year of ETN, and like, you know, you get some weapons there, and they spent a lot of money in the offseason. And, you know,
1: they looked at... good. They're, they're, Defensively,
0: they look good in my opinion yeah. no defensively they fly to the football man they fly to the football okay um, I, and i'll eat my words man I say, we,
1: we will cover this when we talk about the Chargers.
0: yeah so uh, let's uh, all right um for the west we both had the i'm assuming we both had the chiefs right yes we did uh, in the nfc for the nfc east i had philadelphia as did i south i had tampa bay as did i north i had green bay as did i and for the West, I had the Rams.
1: As did I. So we're before we I've eight for division winners. That's not good.
0: That's not good.
1: That's not Hold good. On. That's the odd. That's the odd. That's that's some might even call that bad there, West.
0: One, two, three, four out of eight. Yeah.
1: yeah carry the one divided by two. So yeah. <laughs> 17. Yeah. Uh, that's the opposite. Insert of good. pie.
0: 3.143, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not that, that's not good. That's good. But that's but also wait. crazy about this year, though, dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But wait. Let's talk about overall playoff teams that we get yeah. them right now there's 14 playoff teams let's go off to our uh our, um, our, i
0: want uh, you to call out because i have it listed here the way that i had them seeded I,
1: yeah i got okay. it
0: too you go okay. f- wherever you want to start we'll
1: start with the afc i uh, had the Bengals of the fifth seed
0: so this is the moment that i am absurdly proud of i had the la chargers pinned as the fifth seed
1: okay and they now landed you're... in the 5th seed. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see what a, a, an adult male looks like grasping for straws, listen to Weston as he pats himself on the chest. He couldn't beat me during the regular season, Pickums, but he he's clinging on to what seeding he got right. All right, so
0: hanging heavy and tight right now, bro. <laughs>
1: uh the 6th seed I had the Chargers. 6th seed I had the <laughs>
0: Can I pass? <laughs> I had the, the Las yep, Vegas, Vegas Raiders. Raiders.
1: Okay, in the seventh seed, I had the Broncos.
0: I had the Bengals.
1: Okay, so, so uh, all right, now let's go to the NFC. You want to start with the NFC? Well, we didn't
0: talk. Oh, because we had the division winners, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, who we had. So yeah, let's go to the NFC. Go ahead. Well, I
1: go
0: ahead. had. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bang this from seven to one, right? Like so, seven seed. In the NFC, I had the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. Who'd you have? The Saints. Okay. Sixth seed, I had the Minnesota Vikings.
1: I had the Cowboys.
0: Fifth seed, I had the San Francisco 49ers.
1: I had the Niners.
0: Four seed, I had Philly.
1: I had I had the Eagles as well.
0: Third, I had the Rams. Third, I had the Bucks. Second I had the Packers.
1: Two I had the Packers.
0: And then one I had the Bucs.
1: One I had the Rams. All right. So I'm just talking about the number of playoff teams that we got correct.
0: Yeah. So I got one, two, three, four correct in the NFC.
1: I'm doing I'm just counting. Listen, listen. I'm I got eight out of fourteen right.
0: Hold on. I got one, two, three, four. I think you got nine five, out of Seven, eight, nine out of 14, right?
1: All right, Weston.
0: Do a little dance. All right. Make a little love. Get down okay.
1: to that. <laughs> woo! woo.
0: <laughs> All right. We're going to get into the weekend games in just a moment. Um, let's get back to reality right now. Okay. So we always do hometown takes. As I said earlier, hometown takes is going to be a little bit different this week. It's going to be a little bit more like tell me the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows of the chargers and 49er seasons and then a quick blurb on like what the playoff road might look like, or even if it's just the wild card weekend game, right? Like, you know, like some of us are not as
1: fortunate to look down a road there, Weston. Like we don't have, some of us don't have that, uh, that optimism.
0: Well, I mean, I might have aspirations. Doesn't mean we're getting there. I have my own fears and haven't been sleeping. So, Lou, I like. I, I think I feel like I've been doing a lot of talking tonight, and I appreciate you kind of patiently sitting through that. So the floor is yours, man. Like let, let's let's talk about the off-season social media darlings that the L.A. Chargers were, and the 2022 season. What did what it look like? kind of start to finish like where were your peak emotional moments like when that happened
1: every, every fucking week all oh, right. right so when you zoom out and just look at the results right looking at like uh like uh, some of the game like uh who was going to win the division the playoff teams what have you we did that uh schedule predictor right i did have the chargers at uh, 11 and 6 uh for the year and uh, 3 and 3 in the conference right they were 10 and they were 10 and 7 and 2 and th- uh 2 and 4 in the conference. So not terribly off right from a results ha- just from a results based yeah. aspect right so if you were told me there were ten and six and two and four in the conference I'm like yeah because the AFC West was fucking brutal yeah but guess what that wasn't the case <laughs> <laughs> now if you start doing your little digging right um fuck, man this team was maddening all right uh, it's just because I felt like They never hit stride. They really didn't. Game one, all right, they beat the Raiders. I thought that would have been a little closer. I mean, it would have been a little – they would have put them, you know, a little, uh, you know, put them further ahead against the Raiders. I had high aspirations for the Chargers for the acquisitions they, you know, they had in the offseason. I praised their – the amount of depth they had, especially on the defensive side of the football, right? A D-line,
0: right? They made some great additions to the D-line.
1: And then last but not least, you know, I was skittish on – I was a little nervous the fact that, hey, they didn't really do anything to add another element to this offense. But then I talked to myself and said, hey, you can't upgrade every position, right? So I talked myself into they have continuity, right? They're bringing everyone back. They didn't lose anyone. They didn't add anyone, but they didn't lose anyone. And I also talked to myself, this is Herbert's first time in his professional or even collegiate football career, he's going to have the same offensive coordinator for back-to-back years. I had high aspirations, you know, for this team. And frankly, I don't really think they met those aspirations And it's for a multitude of reasons. They were derailed from by injuries, right? You cannot, you cannot. The amount of injuries to all the uh, Herbert week two, week two with with the rib injury, right? Corey Lindsley missed three games. Derwin James missed three games. Joey Bosa missed nine games. Um, uh, Rashawn Slater, you, you know, the whole season. Uh, I mean, you name it, they, they, uh, Austin Johnson, one of their defensive, you know, you know, he, he has missed like seven games, JC Jackson, uh, albeit he wasn't playing well, but still he, you know, he was starting to turn around that Seattle game, right? He, He misses, you know, the majority of the season. So I'm not saying injuries are an excuse, but they're an explanation at times, right? So they had to battle through injuries. In addition, They also had a battle through poor coaching still to this moment, especially on the offensive side of the ball, uh, their bland play. Now it's going to be a chicken or an egg type of scenario here. Why are they obsessed with, you know, those intermediary, you know, short stick routes. Uh, One would say is because of all the injuries they had with Mike Williams. I didn't even mention Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, by the way, in those injuries. Right. So one would say, they were just trying to simplify the offense and trying to make the best of the situation with these backup, you know, skill position players. Uh, other would say it's just who Joe Lombardi is as an offensive coordinator. He's not really creative at all. So from the, from a, from a coaching, you know, in a schematic uh, standpoint, on the offensive side of the ball, you can tell right then and there, that's been a disappointment. Herbert has overcome all the injuries all the poor offensive coaching to be second in the league in passing this year, only behind Mahomes. And Oh yeah, he had broken ribs or rib cartilage, whatever. All right. And in addition, not only that, how, how do you become second in the league in passing and not have a thousand yard wide receiver? That's pretty, that's pretty crazy.
0: That, that's spreading the ball. That's for that, sure.
1: And you're relying on your, your backups, you know? Yeah. yeah so, and then the defense, up until recently, they were pretty much a lot to blame too. They could not stop the running game. They were they were you know softer than a wet paper bag with scissors in your hands. If you don't know now, you know what that's no. about. That's the RZA. <laughs> uh, but all can aside, they couldn't stop anything. And here's this vaunted defensive genius of Brandon Staley. Uh, you know, came in and. You are uh, a defensive guru, and your defense is once again awful for the second year in a row. Yeah. After that Raiders game, I was broke. The second Raiders game, I'm like, it's it. I, I, I was focusing on the draft. I'm like, okay, let's let's start fixating what we're going to try to do here. They're going to probably have a, a top, you know, 14 to 17 pick. You yeah. get, Who's I, the
0: next head coach?
1: Yeah, you and. And you, you all know who, you know, I was, you know, leaning towards obvious, the obvious answer is Sean Payton. He wants to be in LA. He, this guy talks about the Chargers in LA uh, all the time. I mean, he's not even making it subtle anymore. Just came out today that if he doesn't like a situation, he's willing to wait another year. I mean, come on. Like if he's willing to wait another year, you know, he's saying, you know, he's thinking that if Staley, you know, somehow gets past his first round of the playoffs, that uh, he's like, oh, they're not gonna fire him this year, so I'll wait one more year to see if he if he uh, messes up again. So um, the self, you know, this guru not changing his, you know, you know his defensive schemes and what have you, being really stubborn. The Raiders game, my my my, my back was broken, Wesson. My back was broken. I was fed up, looking towards the draft. I'm like, okay, you gotta get another defensive lineman or an edge rusher. Round one, we'll focus on a wide receiver. Round two, uh, that's that's where I was mentally. And then the week of the Dolphins game, ad nauseum, hearing all these little tuna, these chicken-of-the-sea fans here, <laughs> just, like, talk about how Tua is better than Herbert. And all of a sudden, something clicked. Staley started coaching on the defensive side of the ball. Shut down that vaunted o- offense. Albeit he probably stole a little of the game plan from your San Francisco 49ers the week prior, Right. But uh, I, I would actually think he probably enhanced some of the uh, the leverages from his cornerbacks. Uh, so that the week one to go up against that powerful, explosive offense, shutting them down with no Derwin James, right? With no Sebastian Joseph Day, right? And with with you know rookie cornerbacks, you know Jaseer Taylor and uh, uh, Gilman, uh, you know a couple, you know a young safety, right? Then the next week having to play such an opposite game of the Tennessee Titans. Now that's a smash mouth game, right? They they got some of their players back and they were able to change focus. And yeah, Henry, I think got a hundred yards, no big yards, those were plotting yards. They were, there was, they did a great job filling the gaps and and really, you know, minimizing the damage. Henry's going to get his. Yeah. Right. But that's like
0: his hundred yards. That game's a 25 plus carry game. right? So it's not denting. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he did hundred yards on eleven carries, you yeah,
1: know. Yeah, and then when they went to, they went into you know the Colts, knowing that they can clinch a playoff spot if they win against the Colts, and it was against Nick Foles. Still was in Indianapolis. It was prime time, and wouldn't it have been such a Charger thing to lose that game. Yeah, and they completely, from a defensive standpoint, they completely for the third week in a row they destroyed the Colts defensively, you know, interceptions, sacks. It was, it was not even close Yeah, and they clinched the playoff and, and it just, you feel like this defense was really I'm like, wow, wait a minute here. Like I've always thought, remember when I said, I'm like, Oh, this defense, don't be surprised if it takes some time, 100%. Real, you know, to, to, to get acclimated with each other it, because Staley's scheme, it's all about, um, I'm not trying to use a cliche, like a trust or whatever, but it's really knowing where your other teammates are to pass them off in certain zones, or or, or who to switch off to. It's 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 kind of complicated in the back end. It's right? about
0: knowing more than just your responsibility.
1: Yeah, you have to know your other. It really is complicated, yep. right? So then they went down and shut down the Colts. Then the Rams shut down the Rams. Uh, you know that game was never you know in question either. Uh, so I'm like, wow, here you are. This defense is finally starting. If this defense could just be like this, right? And, and the offense still somewhat in the mediocre standpoint. And then the fucking Broncos game. It's like I compare Brandon Staley to Lloyd Christmas. It's like, <laughs> he, he does something really smart, and then he does mm-hmm. something so stupid. And then, then he does something that he totally redeems himself. <laughs> and it's like. Why were you playing the players that long, and why was a lot of the of the plays going to their top players? Why wasn't that Joshua Palmer, yeah. who play who, who who fills in nicely for Mike Williams? Uh, you know, on that catch, defense the first gonna say quarter and a half defense was playing phenomenal, and then they were really missing assignments. They were slipping a lot and just. And they let the Broncos put up what you know, thirty-one,
0: 28,
1: yeah, thirty-one points, right? So that's that, That's not how you want to end up, uh, you know. End you know, that, a season.
0: that game had zero bearing on the standing, right? I like understand. they were going to no, be the yeah, five seed a, no matter what.
1: That's another head scratcher right there. So, um, it's a season of up and downs and frustrations. Never they don't do anything easy. But from a if you if you zoom out the results are there. They're 10 and six. They battled. They went through adversity uh, and they went through doubt and they, you know, they look like they're starting pulling together towards the end of the season. Just can't get that Broncos game out of my head.
0: So I want to stick on that, that Broncos game. I mean, listen, I'll zoom out for a moment too. beginning of the season. We said, this is a playoff team. Here we are at the end of the season. They're a a playoff team, right? Right? So the result is what, you expected it to be plus or and minus a seeding spot, right? like Yeah, and
1: technically they are the fifth seed. So if you if if or if you're being really like coy about it, they're the fifth best team in the AFC.
0: Well, that's being really coy about it because if you put them in the AFC South, they're plus three. In yeah, the they're with, from a record, what? From a yeah. record standpoint, they're yeah. well, yeah, they're,
1: yeah. They're so
0: plus there. two, and from the record or whatever yeah. it is. Um. So, I'd call it a success, but like I think of the, the final week of the season, and this is where I actually have a little bit of empathy for coaches, right? Like, whether it's Brandon Staley and the Chargers, whether it's Brian Dable and the Giants, like what they go through is like, look, the game has zero impact on seeding. But what do we always talk about here, Lou? We don't, we always say the best team doesn't win it, the hottest team wins it.
1: Yeah, you're so, right.
0: What they did is two different schools of thought, right? So Staley said, like, I kind of want to go play win the game, right? Like, didn't they have – they had their players out there, no?
1: I I also wonder – they did have their players out there for longer than I would like them to, right? But I also – what creeped in my back of my mind, Staley wants to win this game. Yeah, it's a division opponent. Division opponent wants to say he's hot. But I also think he did it for selfish reasons. Let me tell you why he knows there's been some Sean Payton chatter earlier yep. in the season, right? This would have been another notch on his resume. How can you, how can you fire me if I'm 11 and six and three and three in the division? Yeah, you can't, you
0: can't You're a playoff team. Like
1: this, this is obviously the playoff, but this was his resume. You know, I, I am, you know, uh, was it? it have been like six games over 500 in two years. Made the playoffs in my second year. Balfit. It would have been for I think it was for selfish purposes as opposed to for the team's purpose to try to protect his uh you know his status with the with the organization.
0: Yeah, and I feel like when the when the game was in hand, or when the the game was hairy, is probably the word that I want to say. He probably realized, like, all right. Let's not run the risk of injuries here. Like, let's do this. Like, who really cares about the outcome? It's not going to change much. But yeah, like his hope was probably going Dude, into the Dude, Herbert game. was
1: in there until the fourth quarter. Yeah.
0: But he was probably hoping, like, hey, if we could put this game away at halftime, I can accomplish rest thing, but I still got close. the valuable close
1: Until Russell Wilson threw that bomb. Yeah.
0: But yeah. But the, the Giants, on the other hand, right? Like, they rested the the key guys. And like Sometimes that has its own disadvantage. Like, sometimes having the first round by has its own disadvantage because yeah, you take a hot that, yeah. team and then, like, you got to get back. Like, you lose a week of your routine, like, everything. Your pregame warm-up, your pregame stretch, the locker room, right? Like, it just – it's different. And then all of a sudden this pressure of the playoffs is, like, there, right? And you're like, fuck. Like, maybe I should yeah. have approached that a little bit in that it, mentality last def- week.
1: Yeah. His defending argument was – hey, we've had so many injuries, we haven't had a chance to have the, the team play together.
0: That's what I'm saying. Dude, Kyle Shanahan did this. The, the, what, what does it matter if you're the two of the three seed? The, the chances where you weren't going to be the one seed. You had to play to win that game because you had to play to win that game just in case Phillies tripped and fell on their dick, right? Like, And Giants won that game. Then you're the one seed and you get the bye. But like, he did it to like, no. Like I'm playing a third string quarterback right now. Like I want him to get as many reps as possible. This team, like the, the Debo's the, the everything, like the weapons that they quote unquote have. And I'm still something here. Like they haven't been on the same field all the time. Like you had, cause dude, as a 49er fans, I'm, I'm sitting there and being like, even though I don't agree, we're resting it. I'm like, let's not play with fire here. Like maybe some of these people don't need to play. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, does CMC really need to be in the game? We have 14 different running backs we can plug in right now, like that sort of sort of stuff. So, dude, I, I, I think by and large, a successful season. The, now, what's really going to determine it for you guys, and this is the next portion of this, is the outlook of, let's just call it the wild card game. The AFC South winners, the Jacksonville Jaguars, I know you're a little nervous about this game. I'm actually pretty confident – Um, For you guys, but hey, listen, Jacksonville is a really hot team right now. You know what I mean? And we talk about that really hot team. So, like, what's your gut tell you, like, what are your concerns about this matchup, et cetera?
1: Um, I am, like, conflicted because let me tell you why. Obviously, if we had to play a team round one of the playoffs, obviously this is the matchup I was rooting for. Realistic. I mean, ideally, I wanted the Titans, and they were this close from the Chargers playing a Joshua Dobbs. Uh, yeah, God, that
0: would uh, be you know, great for you guys.
1: It would have been fantastic, but it didn't happen. But of all the seating, this is gives our this gives the Chargers their best chance to advance to the next round. I'm conflicted. Positives, right? <clears throat> Jaguars are bad against stopping the pass. They can stop the run. Right? They're stout against the run, but you can throw on them. What do the Chargers, you know, what can Herbert do? He can throw. I also like the fact that the Jaguars are a young team because of lack of experience. You might have a Trevor Lawrence, right? Hasn't played tremendously, t- so many big games in the NFL. I know in college he did, but NFL is different. And when you start playing in the playoffs, right, um, maybe he will press or feel a little jitters, where Herbert, maybe he I know I'm not saying Herbert's been to playoffs, but he's felt some big game, you know, big games too. Um, so they have a really young team, really inexperienced team. And uh it's gonna be interesting because I feel like they are the antithesis of the Los Angeles Chargers. Like they're the opposite, but they have the same problems. Chargers can't stop the run, Jaguars can't stop the pass, you know, and but and some other positives, you said the Jaguars are hot, right? You do a little digging. Let's take a look at who they played their last five games: the Titans twice, Texans twice. Is that right, Texans? Yeah, and the Jets. No. Not saying the Charges went murderers uh, murderer row right here. I'm not, I didn't say. You know, the, the, the Dolphins was a good, was a good win. You know, he played a banged up uh, Titans team. I get that. I'm not, so I'm not saying, you know, the charges were hot towards the end. They played these, you know, murderers row, but you got to pump the brakes on that. So my confidence level going into this game, one to 10, no round numbers. Cause those are rookie scores. 6.3, a little better than half. Right. Um, you always, when you're a Chargers fan, you always have that thing in the back of your head: "Don't Are the charge it." Chargers <laughs> gonna charge him, right? <laughs> yeah. Are the Chargers gonna charge it? And there's a strong possibility, you know, they they can charge her. Love the fact that both practiced full today. Derwin James practice full today, so they're getting some players. But I'm petrified of Travis Etienne. That guy, that guy has explosiveness. To him. He 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 can break one, you know, and he did. Yep. You know, the first game. But that being said, a lot of Jaguar fans on Twitter have been quick to claim we already whooped your ass 38-10. This is a different Jaguars team. This a is also a different team. charge team. They didn't have Keenan, they didn't have Keenan Allen, Corey Lindsley, or Rashawn Slater that game. Yep. Right? Joey Bosa also got hurt that game. You have to think the of uh, the return of those players make somewhat of an impact. Oh, yeah. And you have to think this game will will be closer. Now, Charger fans, if you listen to them, how they are on Twitter too, they're overly confident too. But I have to remind them, these are the Chargers. They make stupid moves. They do stupid things. Either from a player standpoint or from a coaching standpoint. So, oh, I personally think, you know, um it's a, it's a coin flip. It's going to be closer than a lot of people think. And in addition, I'm a firm believer, and this is going to be like, well, you just lauded how great they finished towards the end of the season, and you gave a lot of compliments to Staley figuring out the defense and what have you. But if you don't get past the Jacksonville Jaguars in the first round of the playoffs this year, Staley needs to go. And let me tell you why. When is This is when good is not good enough. Yeah, This is deal. all
0: you'll ever be if they don't.
1: Exactly. If you can't. That means you have no business of playing teams like the real real contenders, like the Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs, right? Yep. And you're doing this on a rookie contract. You can ill afford to do what the Dallas Cowboys did, and they fucked around too much with Jason Garrett running Dak Prescott on that rookie contract and wasted the fucking opportunity, right? You can't do that because look what happened. Then Cowboys have to start making some tough moves here. Bye-bye, Amari Cooper. Guess what the Cowboys need? They need yeah. another wide receiver. So yeah. here the are the things. They had to lose Byron Jones, right? not saying Byron Jones is good at all. He's been MIA. He hasn't really played Miami this year. But he was really good with the Cowboys. If he stayed with the Cowboys, would he continue his play or maybe even said more in that scheme, right? So you can't afford to do – other teams have done, you have to go for it and you have to bring a real difference maker in there. Uh, not saying they're going to do it, but Staley needs to show to me that he can... There has to be progression. Now, I'm not talking about minimal progression because when you start having minimal progression with a rookie quarterback, it's, it's too late. Yeah. You didn't make the playoffs year one. Okay, fine. You should have made the playoffs year one. But year two, you can't just say, hey, we made the playoffs. We're progressing. No, I need to see an advancement because now Herbert's on his back end of that rookie deal, and he's going to get mighty, mighty expensive, and you can't pussyfoot around and just say, we're looking for baby steps. Screw that. You're looking for giant leaps, and you smell blood in the water. The Rams, you were talking about McVay. This is a way to not only propel this franchise, you know, to, to – uh, Become more serious, but really win market share in that loss in the Los Angeles uh, area. Yeah. That'll be huge for them for a team. They need to do this.
0: Yeah, I listen. Winning, I would, I would say, just given the slate of the AFC right now, um and like the standing of the Chargers team, like Rashawn Slater. Like I know they opened his window, but you don't have your starting left tackle. Bosa's is probably going to play his first game in ten plus weeks, right? Like, no,
1: he's played the last two games.
0: Oh yeah, has he really? Yeah, I was looking Le- at the injury report. I, my bad. Le- Le- no, just Le- 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 what happens when we don't do a show? You don't yeah. force me to watch the games the same way. You know yeah,
1: I mean? last week he uh, he played. He didn't play a lot, but uh, he played like a quarter or two. He had four pressures, one sack, and okay. uh, a QB hit. He- Bosa went Bosa. Okay. Same thing, yeah. So he played good.
0: So for me, the leap. Based on how the season went, is you got to win this one,
1: yeah, this, this one, one,
0: right? Like, just got to win. That one will of show
1: it. me a, a leap, yeah.
0: and that will show me that, like, okay, now what do we need to do to compete and be above the other tiers? What's the off season exactly? does the off season focus need to be? We've all seen this. You draft to beat a team, right? Like, you draft a player. You're like, like I remember when the Arizona Cardinals drafted Isaiah Simmons, and they're like, this is our answer to George Kittle. Right. Like that's literally what they did, you know, and that hasn't gone well at all, but that's just how you think. Right. And I think you did draw the, the, you have the luck of the draw. Like I, I know we know the seedings now, but as this thing was playing out, we were still trying to figure out what was going to happen with the bills and the Bengals game, etc. cetera. Like if you really look at it for the chargers first round matchup, since you weren't going to win the division, did you want it to be the chiefs? Did you want it to be the bills? And did you, or did you want it to be the Bengals? no, I wanted say, it to be the AFC South division winner, whoever I, I was going to be. And I
1: agree with you. And I will tell you this, and then we can get on to your Niners if you want. If it was the other way around, if the Chargers were playing the Bengals, I would have more empathy for them. Like, yeah, that's the game that I'm really not going to win. So yep. I wouldn't I wouldn't be so much I, – I would just look for how did they compete in that game, right? Yeah. So Was it
0: over so, at half or did it come down to the So if they know, the competed, I'm
1: like, okay. But this is a game that's extremely winnable, and I they really need to do so. I, I dare I say this is a must-win game. I it's
0: you know I mean far good for you to say it in the first round of the playoffs where it's winner go home. Where I'm the one <laughs> saying week one like must win, must have win. to win this football game. <laughs> in week one. And it's true. It, it's true. That's why I love the NFL. Every week is must win because that one game, fifteen weeks later. Like if the 49ers didn't shit the bed against the Denver Broncos in the third week of the season or on opening day against the bears, like they're the one seed and you're looking at a first round buy. So they're all must win. I think the chargers win this game. Here's what concerns me: my future outlook for them. Like not just in the playoffs, but going into next season that they have to address in some capacity because they have in my guesstimation, talented people at the position. They're awful in the running game on both sides of the ball. And what do we always talk about travels in the playoffs? Run game defense. Now I happen to think the back half of their defense is.
1: They're phenomenal against the green.
0: They yeah. put out great tape, right? Like
1: the whole, but the whole secondary has been shockingly really well.
0: They're phenomenal. It's the front seven. I know injuries and all of that. Right. And you, and you, and you hope that gets better, but the truth is they're, 28th in the league in rushing yards allowed Jacksonville runs the ball pretty well I think what a rookie court a second year quarterback first playoff game they're going to try to get after the run and they're also 30th in rushing yards per game and I say there's some talent there like I mean Austin Eckler is a phenomenal talent like he's a phenomenal talent like is he your bell cow 30 carry a game running back no like he needs you need to like you need to throw him the ball you need to get involved in the screen game need to there has to be a threat of the run game otherwise i think you are playing into jacksonville's strengths and their strength on the defensive side of the ball is they're just fast they get to the ball i
1: disagree i don't think they should run the ball i think they'll be running uh, you know I, i think they should throw a lot this game um because it's like running into a brick wall why are you doing it yeah you have to show the illusion
0: there has to but, be the illusion of it well
1: you know what's frustrating to me when watching this Chargers team there are things they do really well and they seldom do it running power plays they run power plays extremely well but you don't but you don't see their guards ever really do you don't see them really running from that when they pull their guards they open up holes when they you know i looked at some of my notes week 8 uh, I'm like, this is how you fix the Chargers. Get Herbert outside the pocket. When Herbert's – I said this week eight on this show. When Herbert's outside the pocket, that's when he throws those piss missiles for like you know, 40, 50 yards. He opens up – You know they, they don't move him outside the pocket. They need to, uh, to incorporate some of these things. It's just frustrating that they don't do what they do good often.
0: That's the play caller. That's the play caller. You know what I mean. Like that's the. Play he's call. gone. He's gone. Yeah, he's, he's gone. totally gone. Even like Staley stays. Like, yeah. he's Got to go. Yeah, yeah. There's just too much talent on the offensive side of the ball, just by names and by on paper, that you don't have more creativity. Like you can't just run a manila offense or vanilla offense week after week after week. After week. Like you we should, got-
1: we should saw we the saw the the warning signs uh, uh, with Matthew Stafford when the Barty was same thing happened with Matthew Stafford, bro. When in yeah. back of the lines.
0: I think they win this game. That's what it boils down to. I think they win this are game. Are we making a
1: prediction now or
0: towards the end? Uh, we, well, we, I wasn't good. we can make predictions. Um, but I, yeah, those here's my opinion. I think they win this game. Okay. All right, 49ers. I'll go through this quick because I know we're running long. I'll I'll start the way you started, right? Like if I zoom totally out and I look at 13-4, and four, and the number that's balled out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Number five did his dizzle. You know what I mean? Like it was ridiculous. Um, Number two seed in the NFC. Like I honestly couldn't have dreamed up this scenario better for them. Zooming ten, ten out. Game,
1: what 10 game winning streak to end the season.
0: But boy, was it a long time to get here? <laughs> like the 49ers are the gift that just keep on giving to content creators. Like it's unbelievable. Like Trey Lance's first start, you know, as the proclaimed starter of this team plays in a freaking monsoon in Chicago. And whether that's like unseen loses the game, you start zero and one against the team that actually has the number one pick overall in the draft right now, week two, Trey Lance goes down for the season in a win against Seattle. Right? So now you're like, all right, we're trotting back out Jimmy G, but you're celebrating a little bit. Cause you're like, This is why they kept him. This is why, so there's competence around this team and these people, and he wins the game in Seattle in convincing fashion. Actually, looked pretty good doing it, you know. Jimmy, so at one point in the season, we were three and four, you know, but it wasn't all like that Denver game was awful on Sunday night football, like it was, or yeah, Yeah. it was awful, like it was just awful to watch, but. Again, I've always told you this. Russell Wilson is the bugaboo of the San Francisco 49ers. Like, you just play down to whatever he's doing. Um, Three and four. Jimmy's not playing all that bad. At that time, if we rewound back to, like, walking into week seven or week six, I was probably sitting there like, look, we're three and four. You're still in the mix. This is the NFC. Nobody inside the Eagles is, like, running away with this right now. You know, like, nobody in the division was running away with it. So there's still a little, like, moxie and confidence there. Week seven, a trade for Christian McCaffrey. You know, to myself included, a little skeptical about this, a little head scratcher, like, look at all this investment we've made through the draft into our backfield. And the one who's been the most productive is, oh, by the way, a guy, yeah, I know he's injured, but was drafted in like the sixth round versus the two third round picks consecutive years that we have wasted on running backs when that's not like Kyle Shanahan's M.O., we had another undrafted guy, Jordan Mason, that people are hearing about right now that I loved in the offseason. Like, get this guy in. You bring in Christian McCaffrey. We all know he's a superstar, but we also know for the last two years, homeboys barely sniffed the field at a position where we gave up a lot for Christian. We gave up a lot for him from a draft pick compensation standpoint. No, oh, by the way, we gave up a lot to go up and get trade Lance, right? So this 2023 draft is rather bleak, right? In terms of we still have like eight nine picks somehow some way they're all later which is where we strike gold anyway but that being said like we don't have a first round pick this year we don't have a second round pick we don't even have our own third round we have compensatory picks for mike mcdaniel and for other things that have taken place like he gave up a lot for mccaffrey for a position that's just devalued in the nfl and is valuable in kyle shanahan's offense but i would argue that it feels like over the years he's been doing this you could just plug anybody in there right and Mm -hmm. they they figure it out. So a lot to give up. But to me, Christian McCaffrey's been the MVP of this team. Boy, how's that has that offense changed since he's come here, evident by legitimately a 10-game win streak since he's actually been here. But I think what 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 cements this and and validates the Christian McCaffrey is Kyle Shanahan brings in another guy to me, on this offense that plays positionless football, Debo was that guy. You could put him out a wide receiver. We we ran, we literally ran him to the NFC Championship game last year as a running back, even though he's a wide receiver. Kyle Uzcheck, yeah, he's listed as a fullback. Yeah, he's an All Pro and a Pro Baller every single year. But they put him in the slot. They put him all over the place as a fullback. You got McCaffrey who honestly could be a number one ride receiver on a number of NFL teams, but he's slotted and positioned as a running back and runs hard. You got Kittle, who could be like a starting left tackle for some teams in the NFL. He goes out into the slot. He plays the tight end. So it just like added this. Now, like, what do you do? Like panic from the defense. Like, okay, I take McCaffrey away. Well, you got 19 running around. You got 85 running around. You got things. So like the McCaffrey thing has looked good over time. It's looked great actually over time because he's remained healthy but this is where the season gets a little funny right is like we already went through the emotion of losing trey lance jimmy up until this point playing good football seven and three as a starter since he came in and this team is humming a little bit right like the McCaffrey thing has boosted it etc week 13 against the dolphins jimmy goes down on the opening drive and in trots in our third string quarterback, Mister Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. I'll just say he finished that game, and he finished that game very well. He won that football game. He inherited. He was he inherited the game behind the eight ball, and we came back and won. And I would say we came back and outside that opening drive, absolutely dominated the game against the Miami Dolphins. And then uh, Mr. Irrelevant, but like, w- Lou, what do I always say on the show about backup quarterbacks? They always look good when they come out of the gate because there's no pressure. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, you're going to lose anyway. This is the third string quarterback. This guy was the last pick in the NFL draft, literally defined as Mr. Irrelevant. Like, what are you going to do? Whatever. I remember looking at my wife and I'm like, right, let's see what the rooks got, right? Like watching the game. But at the end of the day, all re- like everybody going into the next week, I mean, you heard Cam Newton's on the market, right? Don't waste this team. Get a veteran quarterback in that's available Mayfield. right now. Yeah, like there's things that you can go do. I wouldn't even been that upset about Baker, like in this team, right? But I mean, I I, I honestly feel like Brock Purdy has come in and like shocked the world. Like I thought the season was going to be at that point. The Super Bowl window was shut. The season was going to be a wash. We might have limped
1: into the playoffs. See I I agree with you because believe it or not I actually watched live probably like three or four Iowa State games when Brock Purdy was on there and he in college he he started off started out getting a lot of hype but then like he kind of fizzled towards the you know towards the end of his collegiate career and he just looks like a completely different player than he was in college he would always Escaped the pocket way too early when the, even if there's no pressure. Always running around like a chicken around the head. Could make throws and what have you, but he looks ridiculously composed, quick, you uh, know, quick process. It, it just, it's just, it's just remarkable, I guess, what real NFL coaching can do, you know, to a prospect that was once kind of highly touted, but you know, fizzled out towards the no. back end of his career. So
0: I'll say this about Pro because I don't want to do – I don't want to discredit him in any capacity. But when he was at Iowa State, the expectations were drastically different. Like, you're the best player we have, right? Like, you're our quarterback. Like, you they need to win
1: – were not I think they were ranked at the time, like 17 or something like that or 20.
0: I'd, I'd have to go back and look. But, like, we are who we are because of you because you're the quarterback, right? Like, here it's like, nah, guy. You got – Every weapon available to you that is a wet dream for the rest of the NFL, just play within the offense. Don't lose. Basically, everything they asked Jimmy G to do while he was there, like, don't lose the game for us, dude. We don't even ask you to go win it. This defense is good. You have playmakers around you. This is still, even under Brock Purdy, in my, what my eyes tell me, is this is still not even the offense that Kyle wants to run. He wants to run what I think Trey Lance he believes Trey Lance can provide for him, but it's no different than the offense that they run for Jimmy. What I think makes it look different is you just talked about it, that Brock looks quick, right? Like he, he can make the off script play or by time where Jimmy's just wasn't capable of doing that. Like there's, there are moments where, Brock can get out of the pocket, make a defender miss where Jimmy takes the sack. And even if Brock throws that ball away and it's not completed, you're looking at second and 10, maybe third and 10, not second and 18 or third and 18. And those things change football games, right? Like being able to control the the down and distance, essentially. Dude, I saw this stat somewhere. You talk about Brock looking quick, his 10 yard split, right? In a 40 yard dash. And this is what quickness is, right? Like, a to b not like a distance sprint is literally like a hundredth of a second slower than tyreek hills no so that like i'm a
1: i can be a scout bro
0: i'm just, just telling you like you you're hey this is where your eyes are telling you the truth right like and the statistics are telling you that your truth is validated it's 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 different so but what's scary about this to me is like here we are. entering the playoffs as the two seed. Brock Purdy's five and zero, technically six and zero since he's entered in because he played that entire Miami game. Um, the offense is humming. Like it, the offense, I know the defense has had a little slippery black slope here. I have some. I'm I'm a little worried about the defense and inconsistencies and blown coverages because you can't do that in the playoffs. But the truth is, is like the offense since Brock started is putting on 34 plus points a game. Mm-hmm. The defense can hold you to 24, 25. Like math says you're gonna win the football game and you should win it relatively decisive for me. But Brock's, Brock's playing so well already. What is all you hear about? The off-season chatter, and we're still in season of like who's the starting quarterback? Right, next I, I, saw, year? I
1: got I got two questions for you. I you I had I had to do this. Um you can answer them whatever order you want. First, what is your realistic expectations for this playoff uh, season, right? For the San Francisco 49ers. Where do you realistically think they go? And secondly, if the Niners get to the championship game, not the Super Bowl, let's say the NFC Championship. And Brock plays well, you know, uh, one, two, and these three in the next three games. Like, not just like Mediocre, not like Eli Manning type stuff. But uh, yeah, that was a that was a love blow. I mean, Eli played good in the, in the playoffs, but he plays not like Big Ben when he did his rookie year. You know, the mm-hmm. kind of the Steelers kind of carried him over. If he plays well in this in the playoffs and takes him to the NFC Championship game, what do you do?
0: It's a great question. I don't like.
1: So, what's question are you answering first? Your expectations, or, or this Brock question?
0: I'll answer my expectations because it's really simple. At a bare minimum, this team needs to be in the NFC Championship game.
1: Whoa.
0: Bare minimum, right? Like, dude, you're 13 and four. You're on a 10 game win streak. Like, I'm nervous about that 10 game win streak because it's harder to go beyond that, right? Usually the teams that are really hot that win the Super Bowl, like we're talking about winning four or five heading into the playoffs, like in convincing fashion. So it's hard from sustainable, but like,
1: you're right. They should. They should go to the championship. Because what team is hotter
0: case... in the NFL than the team worst that's winning case... ten straight games going into the playoffs?
1: Yeah. Worst case scenario, what do they play? Who do they play? They so play, if they, they, if they win the Vikings.
0: Did they, they win Seattle? Worst case is Vikings. Best case, it's the winner of the Tampa Bay. I don't
1: know. Best case is it could be the Vikings.
0: <laughs> oh, dude, that's that is my best case. I'm saying worst case by like seeding, right? You know what I mean, like. Bro, if they if they play the Minnesota Vikings, I'm fucking thrilled to death. Like thrilled to death. They're, they're talented on paper, but we all know how we feel about Kirk Cousins in prime. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, we'll we'll take away the run game. Like, dude, the 49ers are still yet to only, allow a single yeah. running back to go for a hundred yards in the season. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So
1: they're only they can't play the Giants because the Giants play the Eagles. So they're either playing obviously Cowboys, Bucks, or or, or Vikings. I mean, yeah, you're right. NFC Championship. That should be the bare minimum.
0: I, I I'm a little leery of Dak just because we do struggle a little bit with like mobile quarterbacks. He like hasn't. I been would playing. welcome Tom Brady, Dude, in San Francisco. Been, he He's a statue playing. at 45. The, like we'll kill him. We'll we'll literally kill him.
1: Yeah, but Dak hasn't been playing so well. Lately.
0: No, he hasn't been. So the, the only team that actually... So it's funny. This game scares me more than any of the other games.
1: Oh, okay, all right. Oh, because this. Hold on, ready? Ah, yes. All right, Wesson, I am pulling up a stat that's going to make you sleep perfectly tonight, right? Because I know this is the third time we're playing in division. We dealt you know, with this last year. already <clears throat> There's a quote. Uh, wow. I can't really pronounce this person's name. Rohan.
0: Yeah, Rohan. Uh, yeah, yep,
1: okay. Yep, yep. Many about, okay. Many are talking about how hard it is to be a team three times. Statistically, though, uh, teams are 14-9 and nine when facing a team they swept in the regular season for a third time. Additionally, teams are 12-6 and six when doing so at home in the playoffs. So you have to like your odds. I don't want to hear it. You guys are better than them. And I've said this for a long time, a long time. Who in the NFC scares you? No one scares you in the they NFC. They
0: don't. But this game does, right, because of the expectations. This isn't last year where we were playing with house money, dude. We had a playoff game in week 18, winning in, right? Yeah, when you, you get you, in.
1: Sorry, man. You guys, you guys match up. They want to run the ball, you stop the run. You know, their defense is only good uh, you know, I pe- you know with pass rushing and I am telling t- you guys just you guys match up too well. This is even, even what's his name said it? Carroll like kind of fortunate we playing the yeah, yeah, but
0: come on, bro. Don't fall for Pete Carroll. He's been doing this a long time, right? Like he wants this game. Like this is the game he wanted. So he can chew his bubblegum walking up and down the sideline and feel real good about himself, but What's your confidence
1: uh, meter on this? 1 to 10.
0: I'm like a 7.1.
1: That's good. That's fair.
0: Yeah, um, 7.1, dude. It's so funny because like I'd said for like a week that I didn't want to play the Green Bay Packers if they won and were won and went I, of in. Of
1: course, you don't want to play the better quarterback. But
0: I know we own the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs. But I said this going in because Green Bay scenario would have been our scenario last year, hot at the right time, winning games at the right time. Then they play, they basically get an extra playoff game because they have to win and be in, right? So they they get it like a week early. And then, yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers, like an all-time great quarterback that where the roles are reversed. Now he has to go on the road. Now he's not the one seed. Now it's the Cinderella. House and money. Like, this is the NFL, yeah. But this is how I feel about Seattle and what makes me nervous. This is house money. Bro, nobody picks Seattle after the trade to be in the, in the playoffs, let alone like where they've made it to this point. I already I, I said this to somebody that um wor- works for me, reports to me on my team. I was like, guaranteed, tune into this game. There's going to be something special teams that comes out of the blue, a fake punt, a fake field goal, a something that that is going to potentially upset this game because you got nothing to lose. Like Seattle fans, like, yeah, you're in the playoffs. You want to win the game. You don't want to lose to a rival. But at the end of the day, like when you started the 2022 season, you had zero expectations of being at this point zero expectations right
1: i'm not gonna let you get out of the other question by the way
0: i'm not gonna get out of the other question um i think it for there to not be a controversy if brock purdy gets to the net the nfc championship game at the least
1: and plays three and plays good in all three games
0: and plays good all three games i i here's how i run it here's how i run it i'm just telling you my god's honest truth you come in and you say, yeah, we have a quarterback competition here. May the best man win. So you don't pick a side. you It's a great spot to be. They're both on rookie contracts, right? Like everybody's going to say, but you traded three first round picks, which is really just two. You swapped out to go get Trey Lance, but you still gave up a lot for him. But dude, this is a short-sighted league. Nobody gives a fuck about what you gave up if you found your quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody cares. You'll forget about it instantly because it makes up. Like, oh, yeah, we, we traded two first-round picks for that guy, but we drafted this guy with the most irrelevant pick in the NFL draft. It, it balances out. Checks who, and balances.
1: Who, who would you want starting next year? If this, I, I still think happens. this is
0: Trey Lance's team. I, I, I still think this is Trey Lance's team. I love what I'm seeing from Brock Purdy. I'm telling you this. Brock Purdy gets to the Super Bowl. And I don't care how that game goes, that means he's literally nine and oh as a starter in on this off in this offense. It's his team. It's his team. If he okay. gets to the Super Bowl, I come out and say it's his team, but Trey will be given
1: So if he gets to the NFC championship plays well and loses, it's not his team. The eight true. and one. Eight and one, that's where you draw the line. No, no, no.
0: Listen, <laughs> now you're doing it in schematics, right? Like now it's but this dude, this is an envious, an enviable spot to be in. This is why I don't understand why it's like, like, why do I care? You know what I mean? Like As it's, a
1: fan, yeah, but as a GM or or Yeah, or like coach, you got a lot
0: to think about. But got, like at the end of the day, like you look at Trey and you're like, you're kind of like, look, Trey, Brock went on this immaculate run. Your injury, a fluke, totally get it he goes and plays in the super bowl like i we have to name his him our starter right like we have to that being said like he's on a short leash he's on a very short leash like the C- 2023 can look drastically different and if it looks really poor for week 1 week 2 we make the yank cuz nobody's going to question it cuz you've yanked out a 7th round pick to put in the guy that you traded all the assets for and you see how it goes. And then you say mm-hmm. to Brock, when you make that change, like Brock, like last year was this like crazy whirlwind media story. You were the darling of the league. Like let's take things didn't go well. Let's just take you out of that spotlight. Let's just see how number five does for a hot minute. Cause I still have you under contract for another three years, another three seasons. Right. Like, and then Trey's leash gets short. Right. And like, it, it, it's 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 a, it's a it's a hairy spot to be in but if, if you're asking me where we sit right now and i believe kyle believes this as well this is still trey lance's team next year because he still gives me the opportunity to run the offense that i want on paper i think this is still the jimmy g offense that's just translated to brock purdy but if you want to make that a go away and you want to make kyle really comfortable like hey we can win in this offense even though it's not my favorite offense Take me to the Super Bowl win or lose. This is your fucking team to start next year.
1: All right. All
0: right. A little predictions. Um, yeah. Let's get into pickums. Pick we could do some pickums, but like real quick before you do it, like which game are you outside of your own? Which game are you most looking forward to
1: this weekend? I got to tell you, I feel like uh, I'm not being hungry. It is my own game. I'm not, I won't pick I said it outside of your own. I've... No, i know but you can tell why two young upcoming you know gunslingers but um what i'm really looking forward to not a lot of attractive games but cowboys bucks no will this be you know this will determine how much gas brady has left in the tank you know he's undefeated against the cowboys if you know if he loses you know he's probably head out to other pastures probably on the west coast wearing silver and black right um it's interesting because I always – I'm a firm believer coaching wins in the playoffs. I've always said that. Yep. I always go with a better coach usually. Both these coaches are bad, and both. And so it should kind of, you know, even out the playing field. So I'm interesting because uh, the Cowboys' defense has been reeling a little bit, maybe without help of ailing, uh, you know, Buccaneers' offense. So I think that game is going to be close and fun
0: yeah I, I listen, I, I specifically said you can't pick your game because then I figured you would pick this game and then I get to pick your game, right so we can talk about it in a second. But for me, everything that you just said is like, listen, Tom Brady is the goat, right? Like or at least he's coined the goat. I'd argue otherwise, but he's coined the goat for all the, the right reasons, et cetera. But like what's what's true here? is the season an accurate representation of like who the Tampa Bay Buccaneers really are? Or is it the NFL mantra of like, just get in the tournament, we'll figure it out and we'll get this thing right. And we have the goat leading the helm here essentially. Right. And and that's what I'm looking forward to. And I also think that if the Dallas Cowboys should find a way to lose this game, which I think is likely um, to be honest with you, they, I think Jerry Jones might burn Jerry. W- uh Jerry's world down to the <laughs> ground at this point because he's seen the same song and dance year after dude last year's team was supposed to be the team right like last year's team and the and, and the 49ers mugged them in their own war in their own stadium.
1: Who pay, who it, picked them who picked them to beat the Cowboys? Last yeah year? you
0: did because dude you know my superstitions but like I in any case they they mugged them right now this year they got to go on the road, but like this was a good Cowboys team this year, right? Like we saw what they did without Dak, right? Like, you know, with, with Cooper rush as the backup, like they won games, you know, and they, and they held their standing, like outside of the Eagles getting off to like a 13 or 14 in one start. Like they were playing really good ball that just put the division out of reach instead of being the division winner. So that game intrigues me. My I'm most intrigued outside of my own game, of course, so I won't pick my own game, with this Chargers-Jaguars for, like, you know, the quick nugget that you dropped right there, like two young gung-slingers. For me, it's more about, like, what does Trevor Lawrence look like in his first, like, real pressure test as an NFL quarterback? I know he's been in the big game before in college. And then can Justin Herbert remove the, you know, the label from the doubters that claim, like, he's not a winner? right? Like, he's he's not cr- good. Dude, it's like,
1: crazy. Now there's now a lot the of people are saying, like, now they're comparing him to Trevor Lawrence, and now this is going uh, you know, this is the narrative for this week that Lawrence is a better quarterback than Herbert. I don't know why people hate on Herbert, and they, they look at him so ill.
0: I, right? I, 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 for the life of me, can't understand this. Uh, like, dude, just, just put on tape for a hot second, right? Like, and watch what this man does, and it's it's incredible. It's not just good. He is so incredibly talented. It's ridiculous. Lou, I've said it on this show that I would trade my firstborn son for Justin Herbert to be the San Francisco 49ers quarterback in this offense. Like he is.
1: Landon's been pissing you off lately. (laughs) Oh my God. Every,
0: every second of every day. Like I feel like that's his sole purpose in life. Like the guy is just, supremely talented supremely talented I
1: don't, I don't know man i just don't understand it uh, you know
0: i <laughs> i don't understand it either um all right so eff it being recorded here i'll find a way to write it down uh, real quick before we pick them for the playoffs we're only picking this week we're not picking like the whole we're just yeah. gonna go week by week i i told you i'd give you your props lou for the second consecutive year the two years that we've been doing this together appreciate you for that by the way we did stop keeping track after week fourteen because of our little sabbaticals and things that we went. But for the season, you were plus nine games in our our pick'em segment of this. Um, so I.
1: You don't have the records there, do you?
0: Uh, it's it was uh, no because I have last week written in. I haven't added them up after week thirteen. You were one twenty two and seventy three. That's good. I was 114 in 81. I don't have the, the notebook that I write down in front of me, but you were plus one on me in week 14. Okay. Um, so I don't remember if you picked 10 right or 11 right, and I picked 10 right, like whatever it might be. Um, but you ended up being plus nine on me for the entire season, which actually I think is an improved. I think last season you were like plus like five or six on me for the season because I remember being really desperate in the final week.
1: Widened that? Yeah,
0: Widening the gap. I'm coming for you next season, bro. Like, I am coming for you. We're going to – it's going to get real ugly real fast. I'm going to try to create this huge gap of separation and pick wild games right out of the gate. So, let's go ahead and – I'm going to do this on the fly so I have it in my notes here. So, let's just go in order. Mm-hmm. So, you got SF for Seattle. I'll, I'll,
1: I'll go first, obviously, because I feel like yeah. – um, you know how I'm, where I'm going here. Uh, I'm going San Francisco from the mere fact they match up well. Seattle wants a power run, right? And yeah. they want, they, they want the, they're only effective uh, on a defensive stand. They can't stop the run and they, they, they're really good at, you know, uh, applying pressure. But <clears throat> I feel like guys, you, I feel like your team, you know, San Francisco will just gouge them in the run and, you know, use the play action and really slow them down um i already wrote i uh, read those stats out why i think san francisco is going to win again and yeah no, I, I, I just don't think this game if i had to miss a game because i'm so confident in what it's going to be it's probably be this game because i really think san francisco is going to mollywop them
0: um i'm not on the mollywop bandwagon because it is a division rival it is the third time we're playing in the season but i too might be an anomaly for me but i am picking the san francisco 49ers Um, To win this game, I think it's gonna be closer than than a little people than some people think. I think they're the weather is going to be the ultimate equalizer here. California is getting doused in rain, so there is a ton of rain and storms expected. Yeah, but you guys can run the
1: ball too, though. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but so do they, right? But yeah, but
1: your but your pass rush against their young tackles, man. I'm telling you, man.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it play I, I think on paper everything plays in our favor, and I have to look at that and say, hey. We have beaten them two times, right? And we have played very well against them. And the last game we played them, yeah, it was a little close, but it was also on a short week in Seattle, playoff game, now in San Francisco. They got to come to us. I think that changes uh, things a, a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm going San Francisco as well.
1: Okay. All right. Now, you, Gi- All right. I, have, I have up here Giants and Vikings. Who you no, having? I
0: was going in order. I'm going Chargers-Jacksonville.
1: Oh, and the games. Ooh. Yeah. I think you got to start this one. Well, you, I think you already alluded to the I fact that
0: I'm picking the Los Angeles Chargers to win this game. I do think it's going to be tight. I do think it's going to be close. Um, I do think the way the Chargers find a way to slow down Travis Etienne in some capacity. But I look at this at like Herbert over Trevor Lawrence. That's enough for me. I think the, the Chargers win this game. <sighs>
1: That's a coin flip for me, and I'm a pessimist at heart. What terrifies me is the Jaguars have a better coach. The Jaguars, their rushing attack. Very explosive. Uh, In addition, what I'm also extremely worried about was I alluded to that Broncos game, right? Um, How the back end of the secondary looked a little discombobulated, and what does Peterson do so well? he puts his players in motion creates dysfunction in the secondary so to create wide open matchups i am utterly nervous about that but what's also getting lost in this shuffle is this chargers offense looked pretty decent against the broncos who have a really good defense and they've you know and you, like you stated before trevor lawrence is young immature Hasn't had that pressure cooker type of game in the NFL. And guess what? When he did, it was against the Titans last week. And guess what? He didn't play too well. They had to rely on a turnover for uh, for a touchdown to win the game. He did not play. He missed a lot of throws, right? Yeah. I guess divisional opponent, you know, and what have you. And this is a different team. I know, you know, the Jaguars spanked them 38-10 week three, but – Completely different squad. Keenan Allen is starting to look a little better. I think he's going to be imperative to get uh, for Herbert to get the ball out quick. All that's is long-winded for saying. I'm flipping a coin, and I'm actually taking the Chargers here.
0: I was going to say, I'm you're not flipping confident. The coin and comes up Chargers. No, dude, nobody's confident in the playoffs, man. All these teams are here for but a reason. This in some is capacity, the matchup you know? they could
1: to succeed because, from the mere fact, it's not a cold weather t- uh, place. Right, It's going to be warm weather. This is going to be a good matchup for them, and I think somehow, some way they can pull it off. And I think also by playing poorly last week in some regards, especially in the back end, maybe that smacks them up and wakes them up. Now, the Jaguars did play poorly as well, so maybe that's a wake-up call for them. But I'm hoping the fact that uh, Staley makes those changes.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm thinking – like, I think of what the 49ers did in week 18. Like, yeah, they are playing a banged-up Cardinals team, a game they should have easily won, and they did. But they, even though they played their starters for a large portion of this game, I think they put vanilla tape out there, right? They didn't put any of, like, the secret sauce. So there's a part of me that optimistically believes for the Chargers that if offensive coordinator Lombardi is to get into his bag –
1: he has no bag. Yeah, I know. I know. You know I, Yeah, it's a dime bag. <laughs> it's a fucking bag of shit. Um flaming <laughs> that's how on somebody's that's doorstep. How big a bag it is. It's a dime bag,
0: bro. <laughs> All right. Rest of these should be, I, I feel like are like no-brainers and easy. But we don't have enough okay. to debate here. Miami versus Buffalo. Yeah, I mean it's, it's Buffalo.
1: Damar Hamlin's gonna be in there at the stadium. Yeah. I mean, Buffalo by a
0: thousand. Did you hear, did you see Peter Schrager's tweet earlier? And I'm sure he probably talked about it on Good Morning Football, but I didn't see it. He talked about like, what if there's a scenario where DeMar Hamlin walks out of the tunnel by himself onto the field before the team?
1: Miami like, just fly home.
0: Could you just imagine? He and he say like, "I'm sorry, are your goosebumps already going. Wait till you actually like see yeah. this. I don't know if that will happen. They I don't even know if he's in the him, medical condition to do that. they make
1: they make him a captain,
0: um, bro? For the how do you flip. want this game like?" God Himself would not let you lose the game. Let's not forget about all the things that to me Buffalo is better at than Miami is at oh, on yeah. the football field. Um, I, I got Buffalo all the way. I, I already wrote in your pick before you even said it, and I yeah. assumed that it was going to be Buffalo as well. This one's an interesting one for me. Uh, no, maybe not as much. Giants versus Vikings.
1: Are the Vikings the worst? Were they 12? Were they 12 and five? Or- no, uh
0: thir- uh I think they have the same record as the 49 I think they're 13 and four
1: worst 13 and 14. I'm uh, you know what 13 if there's, gonna, and
0: four, yeah.
1: if there's gonna be an upset I think this is it I think that I take the Giants um Vikings defense is really bad um and the Giants off Giants defense I feel like they can hold their own they can apply pressure and, and Kirk cousin's all right, so here's the thing. Ready? Giants defense, wink. Yep. What, does he, what does he do? Martindale. Loves to what? Blitz. Who's one of the worst quarterbacks against the Blitz this year? Kirk Cousins. You see what I'm doing here? Yeah. Math. Vikings. Yeah, I'm, 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 it's, called, it's called logic, right? Yeah. Vikings defense, god-awful. Yep. That will help soften the blow of this mediocre Giants offense.
0: Maybe Dude, I, I I have G-Men here too. I mean, they played already. They played on Christmas Eve. I watched every second of that game because yeah, I Giants hosted my a, family. Giants,
1: Dory, Jackson no, and
0: and my family was here for Christmas Eve and my brother and mother arrived early so that the Giants game was on like, and, and watched it all. And that game was won in Minnesota in overtime on a 60 plus yard field goal. And I think Primetime lights are on. You just talked about how coaches win games. I just think this is not a knock on Kevin O'Connell. I I think he's gonna be a good NFL head coach. Um, I just think Brian Dable's a better NFL head coach and has been has been part of the playoff runs and and sort of things over in Buffalo. I know O'Connell has been as well, but not as instrumental, right? Like as Dable was in the Sean McDermott system, right? Like he independently McDermott's a defensive guy. Like he independently ran the 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 offensive side of the ball. I think that bodes well for them. Um, And I think I don't. I I see so much of like Minnesota's fraudulent because they've won so many close. When they lose, they like get blown out, right? But they've won so many like those one score, one possession type games. But to me, that's not necessarily a testament to the teams. That's like I always say this that the the ball bounces funny ways in the NFL. It's odd, long for a reason. Right. And it's not often that like I've seen too many times when it bounces the right way for you in this the season, like that luck, that well almost dries up. Right. Like where like one bad bounce, whatever it might be. I, I just I don't know. I just can't help but feel like uh, I don't think the Giants are an incredibly talented team. I think they are also playing with house money, which might have Dable do some crazy things. And, and I think Minnesota is going to play a conservative football game because they're 13 and four and their fans and everybody in the coaching is like, we can't fuck this up. Right. Like we were 13 and four. We And and I feel like that hesitancy and that tightness is what's going to cost them and love it from a coaching element. So I think it's G men all the way.
1: All right.
0: All right. This one, we could probably breeze, breeze right through. Um, Ravens, Bengals, let me state the obvious. It's probably likely that Lamar Jackson's not even playing in this game. And And we basically saw this game last week. Yep. We have Bengals. Yeah, I'm I'm Bengals too. I don't think we have to say anything more other than what we just said. (laughs) Final game. Cowboys, Bucks, in Tampa.
1: Is it you, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, whatever. I'll I'll start first. I, I think Tampa Bay wins the football game, and this is more just about like the Dallas curse. Than it is anything else like how many times have we seen this show like just very good football team to the point of like sometimes at times a dominant football team during the regular season and then for whatever reason they get to this point and whether it's jason garrett mike mccarthy you know barry switzer after he won the one super Bowl, right like it just seems to like go this way for them um I don't know. It just, I, this is less to do with how I feel about Tampa Bay as a football team and more of like the Cowboys just choking this game away in some capacity and adding lore to the McCarthy's not the right coach. Kellen Moore is not the right OC. Dak is not the $40 million quarterback that we thought he was.
1: All right. So I'm going odds here. And if you're a roulette roulette player, you have to realize eventually the other color shows up, right? So eventually, red will stop showing up; it'll be black. Yep. And I'm going the Dallas Cowboys, and let me tell you why. All right. Tampa Bay has looked awful this year.
0: Oh, they they even games
1: even they give they look old. They they just they are poorly coached. How many times have I told you about if, if the, if the Cowboys are, are, are poorly coached, they're even worse coach. And I just feel like they, they, there is, there's like no rhythm to this team. Yeah. And for this, for that, I think, I think the Cowboys shock people and I, I think they can apply pressure, uh, you know, against Tom Brady. And I'm saying the Cowboys win this game.
0: I, so it's funny to me is like, yeah. I I I know everybody hypes up like Dallas is like for whatever reason, like Dallas's defense has been hyped up along the way because of Micah Parsons. And no,
1: they have been fantastic up until the and, last like four weeks.
0: And Diggs puts up glamour stats, right? Like that, that people capture and, and look into.
1: No, they got a bowl. Listen, listen, you are a Dallas hater, right? And I get that because that rivalry you had in the 90s. Yeah. Have, they have an abundance amount of edge uh, rushers that can apply pressure. Their their linebackers are solid, uh, their secondary a little suspect, but they've they've had some tremendous play. Diggs does is, I think he's a good cornerback. I'm not saying he's a, uh, the best cornerback. They had a, a rookie Bland that's been playing really well too. Like they have pieces and they play good. Um, so I think you're underestimate. But the last couple of weeks they have been playing bad. But for overall, I do like how they're made up.
0: I so. I think Tampa Bay has the better defense, but what scares me, I I think Tampa Bay will take away the run game from Dallas. What scares me is, you know, Tampa Bay for like the last, like two seasons, their secondary has been, I'm I'm not including this season has been pretty good. Like, like has been comparable to the front seven, but they've just been like injury riddled and people are in and out. And like, I don't see people finishing games, you know, like at the cornerback or safety and, I, I think that hinders them, but I think they are a, a better defensive team. I think it will make this game like sluggish, you know. But oh yeah, I, yes. And 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 I am picking Tampa Bay, but it just baffles me that like because I agree with like I think Todd Bowles is a elite defensive coordinator. But I think he's like the bottom of the barrel, like head coach wise. And North it's crazy <laughs> to me. Yeah, and it's just crazy to me. It's like, all right, like guys won the Super Bowl with Byron Leftwich as your offensive coordinator. Like, what? what is actually different this year about the offense? Like, what? Like, what's different? And it's O-line injuries and, and you know, change in turnover. I just, like, dude, you you brought up before, like, the Chargers are going to charge her. The Raiders fans always say the Raiders are going to Raider, right? Like, and there's just a part of me that feels like the Cowboys are going to cowboy, you know, like we we've yeah, but seen I think, this Yeah, well, before. I
1: think we're a week too early for the Cowboys cowboying, and ultimately yeah. this might even hurt the Cowboys in the long run because oh McCarthy advance, so
0: yeah, yeah, McCarthy advance keeps his job another year, and oh by the way, as the four they'd have to come to San Francisco. the oh, yeah, they would have to come to if San Francisco. The, if if this goes the way. If I look at just your predictions and the G Men win, that means G Men got to go to Philly, and that means Dallas has got to come to San Francisco if San Francisco wins.
1: Oh man, that I mean, be—you know—that's happening because that's the narrative, man. The NFL scripted. Oh, uh, dude, you want Dallas, San Francisco? That's happening.
0: I do, but like, I don't. I'd much oh, rather. I'd much say- rather Minnesota. You know what team I actually don't want to play in the playoffs is the Giants. And I don't want to play them because, because I've seen the Giants this... pass. No, not even that. Like, bro, I used to have parties for like when they play each other. I wouldn't even invite anybody at my house for this game. I'd have to watch it in like complete silence. But yeah, we good. just struggle with that mobile quarterback. That's why the Eagles scare me a little bit because of Jalen Hurts. But the Giants scare me because like. It, it's how I feel about Patrick Mahomes. I was actually having this conversation earlier today. Like the X factor that he provides is you see it all the time on tape is your defense can do everything, right? Everything, right. Block every route, whatever. And then you got Mahomes who will just lollygag to the sideline, you know, oh, with his uh, wrist up, like, like almost like Kermit, look. the frog high, look into the sideline and then just fucking no, look you out of the blue. And then like, it's a touchdown. Right. And I'm not saying Daniel Jones has that ability cause he does not, but he does have the ability and he's been doing it a lot lately while they're on this winning streak of going outside the play play breaks down. He's mobile. He's capable. And that hurts defenses. And we like when Russell Wilson would have our number and he was the, he was the best at doing that, right. A broken down play and turning a third and 11 into first and 10 by rushing for 12 yards, 13 yards and key and sustaining drives. If you're just a drop back quarterback, this defense knows what spot you're going to be at and they're going to eat you up. That's why I say, I say, bring me Kirk Cousins. Bring me Tom Brady. We know exactly where you are going to be and we are going to hit you dead in the fucking mouth when you get there, even with you trying to choke out Nick Bosa around the corner and not being having holding called. But like those, those little, that like X factor capability that Daniel Jones has actually scares me because it's game changing, you know? Three and outs turn into sustained drives mm. all That's right cute. so we picked them <laughs> they're they're there um we'll see see how we fare lou we we got we were like oh the show will be quick it's gonna, it's gonna be like, i thought hours. i'm like
1: gonna be 45 minutes yeah like, we're
0: fucking two hours and i can hear my new puppy upstairs in the cage but i'm sure my wife went to bed oh, and he
1: definitely pisses shit all over she's go,
0: yeah i'm gonna have to go give a bath to a dog at fucking 11 at night but that wraps us up for our 2022.
1: Weston, if it was on the season. West Coast, it would only be 820 at night. I know, bro. <laughs>
0: and we'd be chilling. Our wives yeah. would hate us because this would be the time we should be spending with them. But whatever, they they already do hate us. Yeah. That being said, Lou, one more time, if you would for me, where can everybody find us?
1: Instagram, Twitter at WTF NFL, And Weston, go ahead. Hit with the YouTube.
0: YouTube, we're talking football. Like, subscribe. I made my promise to you early. Um And what my new year's resolution and challenge is expect that to come to fruition. Lou, I know we had a little hiatus. I don't think we missed the beat. Had a lot of fun with you tonight, uh, sir. Um, that being said, we'll get all this content out for, for the listeners first thing tomorrow.
1: All right. Take it is
0: adios.